Hello everyone, welcome back to Fantasy Shorts. Hi, Elion here. Uh, Olivia meant capes and japes. Fantasy Shorts is my other podcast. Anyway, thanks for stopping by. Um, we've both returned from our convention adventures. Our conventures. Bless. Um, yes, one weekend after the other. Um, we're refreshed, we're full of merchandise. Elion saw Scott Snyder talk about Batman. Scott and... Snyder talked about a lot of stuff. <laughs> Elion experienced in person Scott Snyder just talking and talking and talking. And every, like, third thing he would say, it would just be like, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but... <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Needless Thanks, to Scott say, I'm very excited for his Justice League run. I'm so stoked. Um, we can talk about that more at the end of the episode. Um, I did not see Scott Snyder, because Scott Snyder would, doesn't go to anime conventions. Um, but I did uh, go to Anime Boston, and I bought a print of uh, Jaime Reyes and Bart Allen, and I mentioned that I do a podcast and we're going to be talking about Jaime. So if you're listening, if you're an artist from Anime Boston and you're listening to our podcast, hi. Um, but... They were like, Jaime is DC's best teen superhero, and he is criminally underutilized. And I was like, I know, right? So today, <laughs> we're going to talk about my boy, Jaime Reyes. Um, criminally, which is... criminally underused Jaime Reyes. God. A crime that somebody needs needs to write. It's, um, for since... I mean, it'll probably be in the podcast description, but just so everyone is aware, it's Jaime, uh, J-A-I-M-E, Reyes, R-E-Y-E-S, just so, just so you know. Just so um, you know, he ain't white. He, yeah, this is important. This is not a white boy, just to be clear. Um, uh, Jaime is extremely special to me personally <laughs> for a lot of reasons and today i mean this isn't the first time i've done this with a character on this podcast and it certainly won't be the last um but today i was in the work bathroom and i started crying because i love <laughs> i may raise so much <laughs> so we'll see how this goes um pretty good so far pretty good episode so far. I like the part where they were just really regular about this boy. Um, uh, Jaime Reyes is uh, the Blue Beetle after Ted Cord is the Blue Beetle. You might remember Ted Cord from our episode about Ted Cord. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't listen to that, you don't have to, but you can. And then you'll know about the other Blue Beetle who's not Jaime. Because um, Ted also good. Also, also pretty good. Also a pretty cool dude. Um, and will come up a few times in this. Um, so, Jaime Reyes is a teen living in El Paso, Texas. Um, the real city. Which is, al it's always fun when DC has, like, a real city and it's not, like, Sand City or, like... Desert City. Jump City. Jump, no, that's... Jump, jump City is good. 
Star City. Gotham. <laughs> they got all these blank cities and then Gotham. Metropolis. It is technically Gotham City. It's not Metropolis City. That would be a very silly name. Um, Metropolis Popolis. <laughs> Metropolis Popolis. Anyways, Jaime is a um, a teenage boy. I think he's like 16. He's in high school. Um, living in El Paso, Texas uh, with his parents, who are great. Um, his little sister, who is amazing. Um, he has two best friends whose names are uh, Brenda and Paco. Um, and they have kind of a little bit of like sort of a, a, like a Harry Potter. I mean, this is standard in like a lot of teen comedies, but like a little bit of like a Harry Potter trio thing where like Brenda's like kind of like level headed and like overachieving and Paco's like kind of a goof and a slacker and they like butt heads a lot and Jaime's like in between them like guys, let's just, you know, focus. Um, and he does that a lot. He's like, he's, he's a very, he's a very good boy. He's just like, (laughs) he's just a really sweet kid who tries his best and like looks out for his family and listens to his mom and takes care of his sister, even though they like fight sometimes because she's like, you know, a kid and like kind of a brat, but like a sweet kid. Um, and is just like, kind of acting as like a, a mediating influence in like all of these different relationships and having a, a normal life that doesn't last <laughs> for very long because um, guess what this is comics this, guess it's comics nobody writes comics about regular teens having a fun time in El Paso with their friends um you, if you did listen to our Ted Court episode, you may recall that the, um, the Blue Beetle prior to Ted Court got his powers from a magical Egyptian scarab that he would activate with a magical code word and then it would give him superpowers. And in Ted's backstory, Dan Garrett gave Ted this scarab and Ted couldn't figure out how it worked, so he just never used it. Um, which is fun. And there were a couple of times throughout, like, Ted's time as the Blue Beetle where, like, the Scarab, like, did something or, like, reacted to something and then it didn't do it again. It was like, well, um, so shortly before, um, Infinite Crisis, this is happening in, like, mid-2000s, I think, like, 2005, um, the scarab is like doing something weird and Ted is like aware that something is going on. So he takes the scarab to, and okay, for, to be clear, I, um, I looked all of this up because I didn't know any of this. And I was like, where was the scarab before this? Um, so it's, it's very whack and I don't like care that much about the details of it. He takes the scarab to (laughs) Shazam the wizard not Shazam, Shazam the wizard, because Shazam is still the wizard at this point. Later on, they change their minds, and Shazam is the man, and not the wizard. But right now, Shazam is the name of a wizard. Anyway, Shazam, it's a messed up comic story. It is whack as hell, and they're gonna make a movie of it, and I don't know how that's gonna work. <laughs> we'll probably have to talk about Shazam at some point, since they're making a movie well, about it. 
have to explain Shazam, unfortunately. Um, so Ted uh, takes the scarab to this wizard, and the wizard does a bunch of stuff, um, and then Ted... I'm, I'm pretty sure I did not misinterpret this. Ted drops the scarab out of surprise for the thing out of something that Shazam told him and then Shazam teleports him back to where he came from and the scarab is still there um and then I guess it just stays there because the next thing that happens is that Shazam fights the specter I don't know why they're fighting I don't care and the scarab, in, in the big magic fight that they have, the scarab gets launched out of Shazam's castle? Question mark? Hey. <laughs> um, it's goodbye, scarab? It gets, it gets launched whoo, into the air, and it zooms and flies all around, and it crash lands in El Paso, Texas. <laughs> and sweet unassuming, trying his best, Jaime Reyes finds um, out with his friends, finds this mysterious scarab-shaped object just lying in the desert, um, goes like, what's this? I don't know. Um, takes it home. And first mistake. Then... <laughs> Big mistakey. Um, first mistake, worst mistake, takes it home, and then that night, um, this scarab, um, climbs onto his body and fuses itself to his spine. Wild, awful, terrible. Zero out of ten. Bad move, With scarab. Bad move, scarab. Uh, At least not ask before fusing yourself to somebody's spine. Um, yeah, no, um... It's, it's not a good move. Um, the next thing that happens is that uh, Booster Gold, who you may also remember, is um, looking for this scarab with his, uh, with his good buddy Skeets the Robot um, because he... I think he, like, he... Ted dies. Like, shortly after this thing happens where Ted takes the scarab to Shazam um, is when he gets... Uh, shot by Maxwell Lord um, and Booster is looking trying to find this scarab that Ted had that is missing now and um, Skeets is able to track it to this kid in Texas and Booster says hey kid come with me things are about to get a little bit whack for you <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jaime is like I don't know what's I there's I found this thing and now um it's I think it's in my body and Booster's like yeah I know it's cool just come we're gonna go talk to Batman <laughs> Booster just like ah oh, shoot some weird shit's going on well time to go talk to Batman Batman and then he like <laughs> so there's like a bunch of other stuff going on with like it's like infinite crisis there's like Brother I and like Omax and like a bunch there's like weird mythological stuff that like everybody's trying to deal with um but like Booster <laughs> brings Jaime to Batman um I think at some point during this Jaime does throw up in the Batcave which is like <laughs> big Jaime Reyes mood um Booster takes him to Batman. He's like, Batman, 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 this kid is a scarab. The scarab's on him. I think he can help us, maybe. There's, I, 
we got to do something. And they're like, okay, uh, sure. All right. You come with us. And there's this whole thing and they have to go like, they bring him to the watchtower maybe. And, uh, they have to destroy this like brother eye satellite. Um, and the scarab destroys it. And by the scarab destroys it, I mean, what the scarab does is that, uh, when it is activated, um, which at first is just when it feels like it, <laughs> um, it creates this, uh, suit of armor around Jaime, and it can also manifest itself into, like, different weapons, and, like, it gets w wings, and so we can talk about this a little bit later, but, uh, it makes a big cannon, and it shoots this satellite that they're trying to destroy, and everyone's like, whoa, what? <laughs> and then um, the scarab immediately teleports Jaime to a space outside of reality. Thanks. And then he, because of, there's like they're outside reality, there's some weird time distortion stuff going on. Uh, by the time he gets back to Earth, a year has passed, and everyone thinks he was dead. Yikes. So it's not a great start to his career as a superhero, but... Also, you're a teen. You're in high school. You missed so much by being dead for a year. He missed a lot of You school. can't just drop out of reality and come back and it'll all be okay. You missed so much know, school. He didn't do it on purpose. His nasty scarab hates Green Lantern. Come on, Gajida, you gotta... High school. It's high school times. He doesn't know about high school yet. I um, guess. Hey, Sacred no, Scarab, I'm... there's uh, some stuff you gotta know about Earth teens. Generally, they teens. have to go to high school. <laughs> I'm Reyes. High school deemed inefficient. Destroy high school. Um, <laughs> so he gets back, he deals with a lot of stuff, you know, cause he was missing for a year. Um, everything kind of levels out, but now he's here and he has this scarab fused to his spine and the scarab can't be removed without killing him. And it keeps doing shit like building this suit of armor around him and making weapons and um recommending that he kill people um thanks so um he's gonna have to find some way to deal with that um so one of the best things about blue beetle this particularly jaime particularly is um when he gets back he tells everyone right away. Like, there's there's some, like, secret identity shit because, like, not everybody knows. So he's like, oh, oh, I need to make an excuse to, like, get out of class so that I can go fight this crime. But it's like, he tells his parents. He tells his sister. He tells his friends. <laughs> he's good like, move, good move. There's this thing on me and I'm the blue beetle now. <laughs> If you see if you see the blue beetle, that's me. If I leave and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna go fight crime because I'm the blue beetle. And his parents are like, "Well, 
you got to make sure you do your homework first. Good, good advice. Responsible. Um, and it's so good and, like, so weirdly unlike anything else. He's just, like, everyone around him is, like, like, there's no, like, dancing around it. Everyone around him is, like, oh, you got to go do Blue Beetle stuff. It's, like, it's uh, really great. And it occasionally leads um, to his family being, like, put in danger. Um, but more often, it leads to his family and his friends, like, kicking Alien's ass because they know <laughs> he's the Blue Beetle and they're here to help him. Um, there's that one amazing panel where I forget who they're fighting, but, like, <laughs> Paco just, like, is brandishing, like, a like, literally a stick, and he's like, I'm Paco, and I'm gonna hit you with this stick until you get the fuck off my planet. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. It's, Solid it's choice, Paco. So, I love it. So good. Um, so, Jaime is fighting crime, trying to figure this out, communicating with the scarab, um, which, like, talks to him in, like, telepathically um like more it like kind of develops more like linguistic capacity as time goes on and it develops a lot of other things um he all um and they go to try and figure out what the deal is with the scarab because like um his understanding is that it's, like, a magical artifact, which doesn't seem right. Um, and through some, through some exploring and a lot of help from everyone around him who helps him because they know he's the Blue Beetle, um, you discover that the scarab was developed by an alien race called uh, the Reach. Um, which, as you can imagine from the name, the Reach are, like, super <laughs> into imperialism. Yeah, and I was going to be all like, mmm, colonizing? Yeah, just love to colonize planets. Um, and the Green Lantern, yeah, the Green Lantern Corps was like, hey, stop all that colonizing. And then they fought, and the Reach were like, okay, we'll stop. We're not going to stop. Um, but they, <laughs> which is why, um, the Scarab, like, fucking hates Green Lanterns, and Jaime keeps running into Green Lanterns, and then the Green Lanterns, like, ring will react, because they hate the Reach. I think very, I think one of the first thing he, he does when he wakes back up on Earth after the year has gone by is he, like, fights Guy Gardner, because Guy Gardner's ring is, like, driving him into a rage because it hates the scarab, and the scarab is like, kill him, kill the Green Lantern, you have to kill him, kill him right now, and I was like, I don't wanna! Um, Poor the- Jaime has to deal with both this weird blood feud and also Guy Gardner. And just Guy Gardner is just there, the worst person who could be there at any given moment. It couldn't have been um, one of the better Green Lanterns? Any of them? Uh, no, it had to be Guy Gardner. But he does run into a bunch of the other ones, and the Scarab is like, you must destroy the Green Lantern, and Jaime's like, no! Um, 
But with the Reach, the Reach came up with this plan that they were going to put all of these uh, scarabs on places they wanted to colonize before they colonized them. And then the scarab would seek out a host and mind control them. And then the host would tell everybody about how great the Reach was and how they should totally be like partying with the Reach. And then the Reach would show up and be like, yeah, we're like super cool. And then they would take over the planet. Um, but this scarab uh, was on Earth for a very long time and it was buried in an Egyptian tomb for a while and like a, like magic like interfered with it somehow um, because it was stuck on Earth for so long um, and exposed to magic and now it's fused with Jaime, it like can't really access its original reach programming anymore. So when it's like fuses with Jaime, it can't like take over his body so much as just like suggest things. It's like the uh like guy who's possessed thing where it's like, I'm gonna eat <laughs> a bagel. Bagels. No <laughs> You're right. Two bagels. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, that's basically it. But, like, the really, really incredible thing about it is that, like, through, like, being exposed to Jaime and, like, spending time with it and, like, Jaime, like, communicating back and forth with the scarab, it, like, starts, like, developing its own, like identity and like consciousness and like free will which is my absolute shit i don't know if you can see my face yeah i did i was looking i was like yeah yeah mood i olivia i am straight up about to cry <laughs> don't have to kill everything um it's like get into a fight <laughs> the scarab's like i have like basically a nuclear bomb we could do that and i like no no of course not we are not um there's also this this cute thing at one point where it's like the scarab like doesn't harm like the natural life in whatever planets it's in, and Jaime's like fighting these two tree monsters, and this scarab's like, we can't harm these trees, and Jaime's like, they're trying to kill me, please, <laughs> please help. Um, so anyway, they learn about the Reach, and they learn that the Reach is like, acting like, basically like, no, we're totally cool now, and we're definitely not gonna take over the Earth. And they have, like, all of these, like, secret, like, thing, like, bases and stuff that only Jaime can see because the Scarab can sense them. Um, and so 
Jaime and the Scarab together are like, we're gonna we're gonna take down these aliens. Um, and like this is like a an ongoing saga of they're like, oh, we have to destroy this rogue Scarab and this teen. It's like bonded itself to, um, and uh, at one point, like they get captured by the Reach, which is like sort of part of their plan. And they are like able to remove the scarab from Jaime without killing him. Um and like as Jaime is I'm getting like emo about this. I'm so emo about this. Um when... It's okay, Olivia, I was sitting over here just like don't cry. <laughs> don't cry. You are on a podcast. Do not cry. Don't cry on the podcast. I'm um, gonna cry on the podcast. Mood, 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 mood. Anyways, um, Jaime goes, um, he, like, breaks out of this, like, reach-holding cell, and he's going, like, back to, like, go find the scarab, and he yells out, uh, Kajida, which in the first Blue Beetle, uh, incarnation, the original, original, the Dan Garrett one, where he used the, the, where the scarab was what gave him the powers, um, when it was, like, an ancient Egyptian relic, um, he would yell, he would yell the phrase Kajida, and it would activate the scarab, because it was, like, a mystical Egyptian magic word, um, in this context, it is revealed that the scarab has named itself Kajida using its, like, reach serial number. Um. Oh, no. It has a name. It has a, It gave itself a name. It um, gave itself a name. It gave itself a name and it's best friends with Jaime. Um, and then together they escape and the scarab also, like, Kajida, like, hive mind communicates with, like, a bunch of other scarabs to, like, like, give them free will. Um, and it's so good. It's so good, dude. Um, Hey, remember when I asked you for comic book recommendations and one of them was like, eh, just pick up any of the recent-ish Blue Beetle stuff. It will kill you specifically. <laughs> I am regretting not picking up any of the Blue Beetle stuff because then all of this would, like, not be unexpected. <laughs> then we wouldn't be crying on the podcast. We would have well, cried already. I mean, we might have been crying on the podcast. Yeah, no, I mean, I knew all of this, and I was crying, <laughs> thinking about it. Um, so, um, the Scarab is one very, very good thing about Jaime. Another, the, the fact that his whole family and his friends know his secret identity is another really good thing about it. And also, his family and his friends are all excellent. Um, there's, like, another series of supporting characters who, like, um, who also showed up in the, um, the Rebirth Blue Beetle, um, called the Posse, who are, like, god, I can't, I can't believe you haven't read this, who are, like, uh, 
street gang of superpowered teens. Oh my god. Um who like who initially I was like kind of wary of. Um but it turns out that they're like pretty cool and they're just trying to like look out for each other and sort of like try and like like you know protect people from like the meta human underworld um and they're so great and like Paco kind of joins them at one point as like not he doesn't have superpowers but he like helps them out um and they're all they're all just so fun and delightful and charming um and the ones in the new the ones in the new series are different from the original ones but they're all still just like super fun and delightful and charming um and there's also a scene that's like a very blue beetle scene where like Jaime finds out that like his mom is has like secret who's who is a doctor has like secretly like been you know the doctor for the like gang and at first he's like really upset because she didn't tell him and he's worried and he thinks it might be dangerous and like you know what if they're like trying to like turn against her or something and he goes and he like confronts her about it and they have like a back and forth where she's like I can take care of myself and I think it's important that somebody's taking care of these kids and he's like okay but I'm like worried about you and I think like you know what if something goes wrong and she's like then I'll deal with that when I come to it and there's like two beat panels of them like staring at each other and then he just hugs her and he's like I love you mom she's like I love you too um and it's just very like that's all that's all it is is just like like a family that like just like loves each other and like his family is like consistently the most important thing to him and he has so many fights with supervillains where he mentions like how his mom wouldn't want him to swear oh no and it's so so sweet um another very interesting thing is the fact that you have a legacy superhero who doesn't really know the legacy involved at all because like ted dies like just before highway gets the scarab um so he at least in the original version we can talk about rebirth in a second because that's also super cool um but in this original version Jaime's never met ted so he takes this like mantle of the the blue beetle like with no experience of the person who was the blue beetle before him um but he has met booster um (laughs) so it's this like it's this really cool thing of of like jaime trying to live up to the legacy of a person who he doesn't know but who this like ostentatious blonde guy keeps telling him was like the greatest dude ever um and it's interesting for booster too to be kind of like you know trying to sort of look after this kid who's like taking on like ted's identity without you know and being sad about ted but also like happy that this kid is like doing okay um and it's like it's very sweet um, he has this whole recurring thing in the original series of, like, what would Ted Cord do? Um, and it's, 
just like it's nice um in rebirth um which i don't want to get too much into because i literally just read like the first trade of rebirth blue beetle and i liked it um but i don't have like as much to draw on in rebirth um ted is alive and ted is like actively mentoring jaime um and there's this like the first like few issues all open with like the same crawl of like Jaime Reyes, like reluctant wielder of the scarab, like Ted Cord, a sidelined superhero and genius billionaire. <laughs> Together they are the Blue Beetle. Um, and it is cute also because um, we, um, he hasn't really, in what I read of Rebirth, he hasn't really like spoken to the scarab at all. Like it hasn't like had any sort of like telepathic presence or anything and I don't know if that's coming later but I hope it would because it's my favorite thing about Blue Beetle yeah. if you couldn't tell um but the same like the same effect of like because like he has this like scarab like telepathically talking to him and he'll like talk back and nobody can hear who he's talking to um <laughs> is also communicated with the fact that like ted cord is like has a communicator with him and is just constantly babbling <laughs> I mean, thanks like, ted please please and everyone's like who are you talking to <laughs> um it's good. Ted Ted is also very good in Rebirth Blue Beetle because um, he's very excited about everything and he's really excited about Jaime being a superhero and he wears all these like t-shirts that say things like learn, believe, grow, <laughs> explore. <laughs> it's like Theodore. Theodore. Um, it's it's very good. Um, so that's another really good thing about Jaime. Um, he's also, um, he's on the Titans for a little bit, like, uh, like, Tim Drake's generation of the Teen Titans with, like, uh, Bart and Cassie and Khan. Um, I think McGann is there while he's there. Kid Devil, he has, like, a kind of a recurring, like, weird, like, like, Kid Devil doesn't trust him um, which is fair because he has this spooky scarab, spooky alien scarab on his back that like could potentially level a city. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't necessarily have. I mean, obviously he gains like more and more control over it, but like at first he like has zero control over what he's doing. <laughs> um, and he like and he's. He hangs out with Gar, um, and it's he's like he's really good as part of a team, and he's really really good as a solo character. Um, he's very like he has he's a very good boy. Um, <laughs> and he's like just like a very like genuinely like like empathetic like moral person without it ever being like the like like a, a kryptonian sort of yeah. like pure good like, like 
noble, like... The epitome of all that is good and pure and light. This yeah, is a much like, more human good. Yeah. Not that I don't love Kryptonians. And I oh, love devil. that Kryptonians are like that. Capital L, capital T, like that. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, it's, it's like genuinely like a very realistic portrait of a kid who like wants to do the right thing, but is also like very open about the fact that he's in like way super over his head and like so much of his stuff is like what is what is going on are you why is this happening why are you like this why are they doing this and like him on the titans is just like like constantly like being this pragmatic like i like i don't can somebody explain this to me i'm dying um he's like so tired by everyone around him he has like so many like even just in like rebirth that i was just reading like there's so many lines where he's like i'm in hell i'm in hell (laughs) somebody help me (laughs) oh my sweet kid it's Um, hard to be a teen with a mystical alien scarab attached to your spine it's really really difficult um the most the most Jaime thing. I mean, and this is, like, something that, like, everybody references. But it's... The best thing is that at one point, he and the posse are fighting this, like, sorceress um, named Eclipso, who, like, kidnapped the daughter of one of the posse for reasons that I don't remember and they have to go and fight her and um and Paco's there and Paco's like coming to rescue this kid because Paco is also great and all of the supporting cast have like cool like heroic moments and are good people like doing the right thing and it's so nice 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 so wonderful and Paco's like coming in to rescue this kid um and Eclipso is like Oh, well, you can't leave this... I put a spell on this room and you can't leave unless you, like, beat my champion in single combat. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this spell and I'm going to unleash Jaime's, like, deepest, darkest power fantasy. And you're going to have to fight that. And you're going to lose because look, he's got this super powerful scarab. Meh. And she does it. <laughs> and Harvey turns into a dentist. <laughs> and she's like, What? <laughs> what? And everyone around her is like, I don't know. And she's like, You are a teenage boy with access to an alien killing machine and your secret power fantasy is to be a dentist (laughs) and he's like dentists make six figures a year i could pay off my parents mortgage i could pay for my (laughs) sister to go to college i could have like a very stable normal job (laughs) i love him and then Paco just like hits him with his stick and he's like, cool, I win. I'm leaving. <laughs> it's the most amazing thing. Go 
like that also says something about uh, heading, like, comics kind of edging away from, like, traditional masculine power fantasies, where it's like, power fantasies, you gotta be strong, you gotta be fast, you gotta be able to beat up everybody and not get sad about it, and then you've got this hispanic teen boy who's just like yeah i want to have a stable job and (laughs) like be able to make money and like pay off my parents house and take care of my sister and take care of my family and that is my power (laughs) fantasy and it's like it's so good it's so good this is exactly what we need in mainstream comics it's so good and Every time DC is not publishing a Jaime comic, they are missing out on this. And also, like, he's, like, like, very, like, aggressively, like, uh, he's Mexican-American. I think his grand grandmother lives in Mexico. Um, and there's, like, you know, and he's bilingual. And there's one issue of the original run where he goes to a family reunion and everybody speaks Spanish the whole time. The whole comic's in Spanish. Because he speaks Spanish. Nice. Yeah, and like not like, you know, not like constantly like, you know, driving home like the hard-hitting issues that are facing like Latino communities, but also not like shying away from it either like being like pretty realistic about the way that like this works and like there's like a at one point after he becomes the blue beetle he like has to do this like tv interview with like a bunch of like super like conservative reporters who are like shoving microphones in his face like how do you feel about illegal immigration and he's like uh (laughs) it's like well, um, I'm a teen. I'm a teen. I have to, I have to call my mom. Please. Please um, get this microphone out of my face. Please get this microphone out of my face. Um, and just, like, even, like, just, like, it's also, like, consistently, like, this is true for all, like, the high mate comics I've read, just, like, very earnest and, like, charming and, like, like, not always, like, zany, wacky fun, um, but, like, infused with, like, like, a very genuine sense of, like, hope and optimism, where, like, even, like, background characters, like, there's one, I think it's, like, right after he lands back on Earth, he, like, runs into this guy at a truck stop, and, um, the guy is, like, hey, do you, do you need anything? Like, do you, did you just come across the border? Do you need help? I can get you some help. Do you do you speak English? And I mean, just starts crying. Um, and it's just like it's it's they're really sweet. Um, you should read about Jaime, everybody who's listening to this, because you will love him, because I love him, um, because there's nothing about him that's not to love. Um, the original like two thousand six blue beetle run um is the longest um there's i don't know like 
six volumes maybe um but it's the best if you ju just read the first one and then you'll want to read all the other ones um the new 52 blue beetle is is pretty good i mean it's i love i love everything with him in it um the rebirth which i just read the beginning of is very charming it's written by keith giffen who is one of the original writers for the the first series um and like the co creators of the character that's good. um it is good and it's fun and and like it's fun to see him interact with ted um there's one the one thing i'm not sh it's also it's like very bantery it's just like non-stop like banter city <laughs> um the one thing i don't know about is that um dr fate is in it which is fine because I, I i like dr fate um but he like he comes to Ted and he's like oh do you think this like you think this beetle is like alien technology but it's actually magical and I'm like we don't, I don't want to go all the way back to like <laughs> it being a especially because like Dr. Fate has like some weird like Egyptian imagery in his whole thing that like I don't want this to become like a weird like mystical egyptian relic again after we already decided <laughs> We're going, dc's like hey remember when we had that like weird appropriative origin story for the uh blue beetle scarab and then we were like hey maybe that's a bad idea so we turned it into alien technology that just kind of chilled in an egyptian tomb for a while and what if we went back to the Egyptian thing. Because thinking back on it, maybe not such a bad idea. Spoiler alert. It's good, actually. It's still weird and appropriative. It's maybe not we a should good, not. It's not a good thing. And, like, um, I might sound like a fool in, like, you know, a, a month when I catch up on the rest of this and it turns out that it was just, like, a fake out or something. Because um, I only read the first six issues, and it only has 18 issues, I think, because it was cancelled earlier this year. But I'm, like, really, really, really hoping um, that, like, because I think we talked about earlier, like, Tom King has promised me, me personally, Tom King came to my house and promised <laughs> me. Um, he was like, this is going to be a big year in D.C. for Booster. And I'm like, well, if it's a big year for Booster, then it, by definition, it has to also be a big year for Ted. And if Ted <laughs> is going to be here, then Jaime has to be involved somehow because you can't have Ted be like, oh, I was mentoring this teen to be the new Blue Beetle. I don't know where he is now. Um, and so now I'm just like, I like he can be like the the. They're doing some sort of Teen Titans, like, relaunch, sort of. And they need some new people on this Teen Titans team. And Jaime is excellent on the Titans. So they should put Jaime on the Titans. Or if they're relaunching the Outsiders, I think, with, like, Duke and Cass, put Jaime on the Outsiders. That would be just like... <laughs> Jaime hanging out with Duke Thomas would be exquisitely good. Oh, my good. God. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh my god! It'd be so great! Oh my god! 
especially um Cully Hamner did who does the art for Batman and the Signal did um some of the art for the original Blue Beetle so it would be perfect um so that would be good it's also um additional um Jaime content um season two of Young Justice um which for my money is the I mean I'm biased but for my money is the superior of the two Young Justice seasons that exist, um, has an exquisitely good Jaime. And he has this, like, like kind of, like, dual, like, intertwined plot with impulse. And, like, the Reach are, like, the main villains, basically. So he, like, gets a lot of stuff to do. And, like, the Scarab is so good in it. I mean, that's... I don't think I knew and if not like anything not a lot about Jaime <laughs> Reyes before I watched Young Justice and then I watched Young Justice and I'm like hey I like this one hey this one this one's good <laughs> as it turns out pretty good boy <laughs> hey where can I get more of this Bring me the boy. And then in college, I didn't. I I watched Young Justice in college, and in college, I did not purchase any comic books. Comic books. I. And look at me now. I don't have enough <laughs> space on my shelf to hold all these comic books. <laughs> yep, that's look. It it happens. It happens to the best of us. Um, God, I could like. I could I could gush about Jaime so much, but he's like he's so special and there's so much about him that just like appeals to so many of my personal like <laughs> narrative interests. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Teen. Teen. Body sharing. Body sharing. Robot friend. Robot friend. Telepathy. <laughs> this is just like, this is just the scarab parts too. Like, it's not even like counting the fact that like Jaime is like, like an extremely I mean, nervous, like anxious, like yeah, peacemaker is I, like. I'm just like, I don't know how to describe this last part. <laughs> this last, the last thing is good. Also friendship. Just a lot oh, of yeah, friendship. Oh, yeah, that's true, that's true. Friendship, friendship. Just a lot of teen friendship. Um, and, like, Blue Beetle is, like, one of those things that I will, like, wholeheartedly recommend to anybody. Like, I don't think there's any reason not to like Blue Beetle. <laughs> I, I have never read a comic, but I don't... I, I, I think I want to read a comic. Here, Blue Beetle. Jaime Here's Reyes, Blue Beetle. Go. Um, Are all it... comics like this? Unfortunately, no. But but some of them are. Some of them. Um, there's more Blue Beetle. Um, most of its mythology is like, at least in the first one, in Rebirth, like, Dr. Fate is up in it. So that's a whole thing. Um, Thanks, but most Dr. Of it's... Fate. Yeah. He interacts with, like, other superheroes, but, like, most of its mythology is, like, pretty self-contained because most of it was like created for this so like everything like i think 
everything I know about Dr. Fate is also from Young Justice. So, thanks, Dr. Young Fate Justice is... cartoon. Young Justice can teach you a lot about comic books. Where's that season um, three, though? Where is it? Where is it, though? <laughs> where hey. Where is it, though? Hey, I need it. Hey. hey. Uh, going off track a little bit. Somebody Absolutely. showed me a thing the other day. Teen Titans might be coming back for a season six. I I saw someone mention that, but it was April Fool's Day, so I was scared to Google anything about it. Right? Um, I think I saw it before April Fool's. Uh, but I was like, I will not let Teen Titans burn me again. I am tentatively excited. Yeah. Because I remember getting very excited for Teen Titans Go, and it was not what I expected at all. So I'm like, mmm. Mm. Mm. Um, hey, yo, uh, quick word. If Teen Titans Season 6 does come out, um, and if it's good, even if it's not good, um, this is just gonna be an all Teen Titans all the time podcast. Pretty much. It's like, gonna be like... Of us. Instead of like, what comics did you read this week? It's just gonna be like, what do we want to say about Teen Titans season six? <laughs> we're not, we're not gonna shut up about it. Um, For ten thousand dollars a month, I will stop talking about Teen Titans. Yeah. Um, speaking of comics we read this week, um, I think I think that's everything I want to say about Jaime. He's amazing. You will love him. Um, go read Blue Beetle. Um, I haven't caught up with this week's comics because I was at Anime Boston, which is a shame That's because fair. Metal ended, um, and I just wanna, I just, I just wanna free myself from Metal. But it's, now I have to wait till this weekend. To... Another wild thing about seeing yes. Scott Snyder at WonderCon, yes. he brought like the last issue of Metal and was like. <gasps> And was like, the first person who asked a question got to read it. So they were just sitting up on the stage. And he's just like, oh, you at that part? Yeah, that's real cool. (laughs) You can't. And it's like, Scott. (laughs) You can't just do that. But he did. But he did. He just did it. Um. So, metal's over, so that's fun, um, which means that in the coming months, um, things are going to start getting pretty wacky at DC Comics, so you're going to be hearing a lot from me. Um, I did, um, I was reading um, the recent Bizarro arc in um, Superman, which is super charming, um, because in addition to Bizarro, it also introduces a Bizarro Lois and a Bizarro John and a Bizarro Damien. Interesting. Um, whoops, I love. Um, and Bizarro John is sad um, because Bizarro isn't a good dad. So he escapes to Earth and he like crashes into John's room and John's like frantically like Iron Giant style trying to like hide this kid Bizarro from his dad. Um, and like no, 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 nothing to see here, Dad. Don't go, definitely don't go in the barn. Yep. Um, and actually, um, no. Did they move to Metropolis by that point? Are they in Metropolis? They are in Metropolis. 
Um, right. But John keeps flying back to Smallville because he misses it and he's sad in Metropolis and everybody thinks so much and there's no cows. Um, and it's, it's cute. I love him. Um, but uh, it's like, and a lot of it is John just like trying to figure out how to like talk to this Bizarro. He's like, no, no, my dad here is a good guy. I mean, a bad guy. <laughs> Um, and just winning, winning over this little Bizarro with his John charms. Um, and also Bizarro John and Bizarro Damien refer to each other as, refer to themselves as the Bizarro boys with a backwards Z, um, which, Solid. or backwards S, which is wonderful. Um, also, since I guess we're on this, uh, Super Sun's good, um, there's a very, very, there's a lot, there's a lot of important Damien stuff and Talia stuff and John and Damien bonding after John finds out everything about Damien stuff. Um, also a very good moment where they're like, Talia is trying, Talia is like taking out a hit on Lois, so they have to go to s- save Lois <laughs> and like, John like, John rescues her, you know, like stops the bullet um and lois is with this like contact like meeting in a coffee shop and she's like oh superboy what are you doing out here in gotham city (laughs) he's like well you know just protecting the innocent ma'am stranger bye (laughs) anyway bye um and that's very good um i think new batman is coming out this wednesday which is going to be the start of wedding stuff um and you just read a whole bunch of squirrel girl i did i read four whole volumes of squirrel girl and And they were all amazing they were all amazing um since we last recorded, I have also read other comics than <gasps> Squirrel me. Girl. I started uh, Lumberjanes. Excellent. Delightful. Um, I have more Lumberjanes I'm going to read, but I haven't gotten around to it yet because I just read a whole bunch of Squirrel Girl. <laughs> yes. um, I read Fence, issues one oh, through four. Which nice very good so far it's about this dude who just wants to be a fencer so bad and it's got oh boy it's got the nice old trope of hey you guys are enemies guess what you're sharing a college dorm room now oh no (laughs) um i also read uh dodge city the first issue yes Thank very you cute. for that recommendation. It is very good so far. You're I can't welcome. wait to read more of this. It's so cute. Dodgeball, good. Dodgeball, um, good. Dodgeball kids, good. I also read uh, Tales of Sp- Suspense 103, which is the n- most recent issue of the Hawkeye and Winter Soldier. Oh, boy thing it continues to be excellent but there's some real fucked up this one's mostly um like 
the first couple issues were like, is this Natasha? I thought Natasha was dead. And then this <laughs> issue was a lot of like, hey, it's Natasha's point of view. She did die, but Uh-oh. there's some weird red room shit. And, and like, this is what's going on with Natasha now. This is why all of this shit is happening. Okay, bye. Uh-oh. She was. Oh, it continues to be very good, though. Just excellent. Bucky and Clint make wonderful faces of surprise. <laughs> <laughs> they get oh, locked I in. Love a, they them. get tricked into a safe. Into getting locked into a safe room, because Natasha's just that good, and they're chasing her into a building, and they get locked in this safe room, and Natasha's like. Mm, well, bye, and blows up the building and walks away, and it's like, thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks. thanks this Natasha. is wild shit. God, I love comic books. <sighs> anyway, those Excellent. are all the comics that I've read. Those are some good comics. I'm glad. Really, a lot of Squirrel Girl, though. If our episode on Doreen did not convince you to read comics about Squirrel Girl... Please just read comics about Squirrel Girl. Please do it. <laughs> She's, it's this so Nancy. good. Every character in it is so good. I love Nancy so much. Nancy's so important. Nancy Whitehead. She slapped the mole man. God. She's, she's my hero. It's good. It's so good. She doesn't take shit from anybody. She rules. (sighs) God. Thanks for listening to our Nancy Whitehead and Jaime Reyes fan cast. Yeah. 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 Basically. Um. But oh golly. Um. Thank you for joining us today for Capes and Japes. Um, we should give a shout out to the person who left us a sizable tip. Somebody gave us money, which I still can't believe. Yo, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for giving us money. Um, do we have their name or do, do, it, should we It's not? just an email address, which I don't okay, want we're not to, gonna, uh, yeah, we're not gonna say your email address on the podcast. If you're listening to this and you gave us money, you are literally the only person who gave the, us money. So, yeah, so it's thank you. Thank you so much. You know, it's you. Thank you. It's really, really, it means a lot to us. Um, y- you can also give us money in our tip jar, uh, if you feel inclined to do so so we can uh pay hosting costs and also buy more comic books um <laughs> just under our rest just like and we're comics maybe buy more comics buy blue beetle um we um you can also if you want to talk to us or follow us uh you can find us on all kinds of social media such as uh, Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram and in our Facebook group and all of those are just under capes and japes all one word um, I don't know if I've ever like mentioned this 
on the podcast. I do these fun little title cards for the social media. Yeah, um, they're super great. <laughs> they're fun and I love them. Um, but if you don't look at our social media, you're missing out on these cute little title card images. And we have some really fun ones coming up in a couple of weeks. Yes, excellent, and also, excellent ones. I've seen one them. that actually made us talk about a character <laughs> that we weren't <laughs> going to talk about otherwise. But I found the perfect image. And Olivia oh was God. just like, well, now we gotta. We gotta. Can't waste we this. Can't. What are we going to do? Just keep this to ourselves? You fools. We can't be that selfish. Um, so you should absolutely follow us in, <laughs> just, I just went back through our Discord to look at it. <laughs> it's so good. If um, it makes you feel better, I just opened my, I just opened it on the photos in my phone. I just opened up the Capes and Japes album. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so you should follow us and you should check those out. Um, if you want to send us an email if you have questions, if you have suggestions, if you if you read Rebirth Blue Beetle and you want to be like, hey, dipshit, that's like the Doctor Fate stuff is whatever made up. Um, please let us know. Um, if you have uh, requests for things you want us to talk about, hit us up with that. Um, if also, you... if you have any comics recommendations. Yeah, for I, sure. I mean, I told myself I wouldn't buy any more comics this month. Um, so it'll have to wait until... I can't promise I'll read anything until May. Yeah. But if you have comics recommendations, let me know. I'll, I'll read them. <laughs> I didn't make any such promises. <laughs> I know myself. <laughs> Look, I know myself, and now that I have said it on the podcast, I can yeah, make no. sure that... It's legally binding. It's it's there. It's legally binding. If I buy any comics in the month of April 2018, I go to jail. <laughs> and then we can't do the podcast, because Elliot will be in prison. <laughs> um, If you want to um, rate and review us, on iTunes or your social, your podcasting media of choice. I don't know how it works for places that aren't iTunes. I don't know. I don't know anything about podcasts. Um, if you want to walk out into your front yard and just scream to the sky, I think Capes and Japes is really good. I mean, that'll probably count for something. Yeah. Um, we'll feel it yeah. in our hearts and we will appreciate we'll, it. Yeah, I we will. Um, so thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, I think that's everything. Thank you again to the person who gave us money. I can't believe, I can't believe you've done this. Um, I, I can't believe people think that we're worth money. <laughs> we're just, we're just two, we're just two people talking about how much we love comic books. And here we are. We've really, we've done it. I did it, Mom. Thanks, America. Um, <laughs> as always, I am Olivia. And I am Elion. 
Kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. Thank <laughs> you.